I'm cultivating mass. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. This isn't over I am your host, Adam Mack, and I am cultivating mass. Let's jump right into it, shall we? Um, you may be noticing that uh, we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, we actually did, um, but given what's kind of gone down, I guess, globally since then, I decided to take it down. Uh, a lot of the things I covered last week uh, don't really apply or weren't really appropriate to discuss. Um, you know, given the whole COVID-19 situation we've all found ourselves in. Um, but I won't touch on that. Maybe in another episode we can get back to kind of what we talked about there. But I'm just going to leave that be for now. I'd rather, I'd much rather start off with some good news. Um, good news is I'm reformatting the podcast just a little bit. going to do a little bit of a tweak. I think what I'm going to do from here on out is I'm going to start each episode... Um, maybe I'll give you a little rundown on what's going on, what's new with me. Then I'm going to dive into, um, some recommendations, uh, for some content that's either coming out soon or even better yet, uh, some hidden gems that are already available on Netflix and Crave and all those apps. Um, I think I'd like to do like one hidden gem and maybe one new piece of content for each of the major, major platforms, but we'll see. Maybe we'll... Maybe that'll be too much, or maybe that won't be enough, who knows. But for today, what I really wanted to talk about, um, actually, before I get there, I guess I should finish with the uh, reformat of the episode. So we're going to start off with with that. We're going to touch on some new stuff that I think uh, should be watched if you haven't seen it yet, and all of those recommendations are going to be spoiler-free. Okay, so that's how we're going to handle it. All the recommendations off the top are going to be spoiler-free. And then at the end of each episode, I'm going to pick one or maybe two things where I'm going to do a little more of an in-depth, maybe an analysis or just discussion is maybe a better word for it. I don't know if I'm smart enough to do any analyses, but uh, that way I could do one big kind of general spoiler alert warning and everybody that's listened to that point, uh, you know, if they aren't up to date on whatever we're about to talk about, they can uh, tune out, but they can still benefit from the recommendations in the first half of the episode. So that's the way we're going to go moving forward. I'm going to keep this episode uh, a little brief, kind of quick, maybe in the half hour range. It's uh, 6 p.m. on a Friday, and I'm just waiting for my wife to move out here. Um, My wife, I call her my wife. She's my fiance. But for all intents and purposes, we are uh, married. But uh, anyway, she's from British Columbia. I'm from Alberta. And for the last three years, um, we've been dating and doing kind of a long distance thing. And tonight, I finally get to meet her. And I'm so excited. I'm just kidding. Of course, we have met. We've, uh, We've lived together for extended periods of time. You know, a month or two months. You know, she'll come out in the summer when she's out of class. Um, you know, I go spend time with her at Christmas for a month. Uh, last year I spent about 10 months out in BC, uh, doing some work projects out there. So I lived with her while I was doing that. So I'm not worried about, uh, you know, how we're going to get along when we're in each other's space. Uh, we get along just fine and she's a ph- phenomenal woman. 
But uh, it is it is a little stressful because uh, here's how I put it. It's like uh, I've got a daughter, but I only have my daughter half the time. Okay, so uh, like I can be a great dad. And no matter how tired I am or how selfish I want to be and just put my feet up and play Nintendo and whatever, I've always got that light at the end of the tunnel with her. You know, I know, all right, just got to hunker down. I got three more days with her and then I can play all the Mario Kart that I want, right? That's obviously a ridiculous example, but you know what I'm getting at, right? And with my wife being long distance, I've had the same sort of thing. You know, she'll come out for a few weeks and, and basically live with me, but... I always, you know, you start to go a little bit stir-crazy, and, uh, you know, you just want to watch your TV shows and, you know, walk around without pants on and whatever, and actually that's like a perfect analogy for how it feels. I feel like like it's uh, wearing a tight pair of pants. You know, you go to the movies, you go out on a date, and you wear your nice tight pants, and, and uh, you look good in them, but they're not comfortable. But you're able to get through the night because you know that eventually you're going to get home and you're going to get to take your pants off, right? And that's how I feel like the last three years have been with my wife, um, where I love, absolutely love her, even when we lived together for 10 months. You know, but eventually you go, yeah, all right, you drive me a little nuts and uh, I get to take my pants off soon. So I could tolerate you for a few more weeks or whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah, as of tonight, once she moves in, I'm just kind of keeping an eye on the on the window to see her car pull in. She's spent the last uh, eight or ten hours driving out here with uh, the rest of her stuff. And the cat, by the way, I guess I'm a cat person now. I've been a dog person my whole life, but she's uh, my wife and she has a cat. So now we have a cat. Um, but yeah, so... Really, I know the tone of my voice doesn't exactly sound like it, but I am really excited uh, for her to live here and to, to live with me forever and for me to never have to take off my pants ever again. So tight pants for the rest of my life. Here we go. Starts tonight. Um, anyway, so that's a little bit of good news. Oh no, I feel the sniffles coming on. Uh, I feel like maybe it's just from talking, but uh, who knows, maybe... Maybe I gotta go into isolation. We'll see. Um, okay, so what's what's new in in pop culture content? Uh, I've asked a few. I've known about this for a while. This is I don't. Know, I'm I'm surprised that it hasn't been more advertised more. Wow, that was a really eloquent sentence. I just I just spoken into the into the world. Oh, can you tell I'm nervous for my wife to get here? Boy. Okay. So there's this uh, new platform, this new streaming platform coming out. April 6th is the first day. It's called Quibi. Q-U-I-B-I. It's short for Quick Bits. And basically, it's like a Netflix or a Hulu or a Crave or Amazon or Disney Plus or whatever. It's that sort of thing. They make TV shows and movies, but they're designed specifically for mobile phone consumption. And actually, as a matter of fact, I believe it's only viewable on mobile phone like I don't think there's an app for your Apple TV and I don't think you can watch it on your desktop I think it's only on on your smartphones but anyways we can get into the gimmicks of that later there's some pros and cons with it um, but it's a I mean the executive side is just stacked with uh, with like former chairs of Disney and Pixar and 
and uh, some of Hollywood's biggest and most successful executives are attached and involved with the the production side of this, and they've got a pretty star-studded uh, cast of characters coming to fill their their content. Um, I believe at launch on April 6th, they said there's going to be over 50 shows, um, and we can get into what those shows are. There's some that I want to highlight for you that I'm really looking forward to, but uh, what's really different about this is all the episodes, no matter what you're watching, are under 10 minutes long under 10 minutes long okay so they're doing movies in chapters is what they call them so they have a bunch of movies that are going to be like three hour movies basically but i guess they'll be distributed across like 20 to 30 10 minute episodes so it's going to feel like a season and i guess uh we'll see i i believe they're they're going to be re like releasing a new episode daily, so it's not like Netflix where they're like, here's the whole season, binge Ozarks this weekend. It's like every morning or every night or whatever, you wake up and you go, oh, there's a new episode of The Fugitive. Cool. And you watch your 10 minutes and you, you go on with your day, right? So it's it really could be like a revolutionary new platform if it works out, and I hope they support it. And I hope it takes off, not like a Google Stadia that gets abandoned about three days after launch. Google has such a short attention span. Like, they come up with some great ideas, but they abandon them so fast. So, hopefully Quibi works out. I know they, they said they've already got, you know, the next several months of content already basically filmed and ready to roll, ready to roll out. But day one, there's going to be 50 different shows um, with episodes rolling out. Um, what else? Uh, it's made specifically for mobile, as we touched on. It's, uh, every, every, what do we want to call it? Every show? Let's just call it a show. Every single show, um, will be viewable in portrait or horizontal mode. So if you hold your phone tall or wide ways, I guess, um, what you're seeing when you watch will change. And for some things, it's not going to be like a, a big huge difference right like uh i can't even think of any examples off the top of my head here but uh you know let's just say it's a guy running through the streets in new york right like the the wide view might just show more of the city around him right and he'll be still feet to head will fill the frame in the horizontal view but then the the portrait mode might be a closer in shot and it's still you know head to toe his full body but Whatever. So it can be like some boring stuff like that. Um, but there are some pretty unique ideas they've had. Like I've seen some previews where they're doing like a car chase kind of a scene. And if you're holding it in portrait mode, um, you're seeing kind of like an aerial view of the cars like driving through the streets and stuff. But then if you turn it sideways, if you turn your phone sideways, um, it immediately switches over. And now it's like an inside the cockpit kind of view. So you're seeing like through the, the front windshield. So there's some cool ideas for that. Um, I guess it, you know, it's, it remains to be seen whether that gimmick will get old, if the novelty will wear off. Um, I am excited for it though. Um, I've explained it to a few people and a lot of people are pretty, they, the reaction that I've gotten from people is a lot of people are pretty skeptical. They don't think it sounds good. They think it sounds weird and annoying, and they might be right. 
But there's a lot of money being invested in this project. There's a lot of big names and a lot of great creative people attached. So if anyone can make this work, I'm really encouraged and excited to see what it's all about. Um, I mean, the timing of this release, I guess, couldn't be any better. Is that the right word for it? Maybe worse. I don't know. It is designed to be something that, you know, you download your morning episodes before you take your train to work or whatever, your your subway or whatever the case may be, and you watch some, some shows on your commute, either to or from work, right? So if people aren't commuting to work because they're all stuck at home, maybe they don't want to watch stuff on their phone. Maybe they just want to watch it on the TV, so maybe it will end up hurting them. I don't know. Um, that being said, April 6th is rapidly approaching. I believe it's next Friday. It's like uh, a little over a week away. Um, but... What's really cool is they are doing a free trial for a full three months. That is a huge free trial. So while everyone's in quarantine, basically unlimited free content from Quibi. I don't know if it's going to be any good or not, but it's better than the one month that Netflix gives new customers. It's better than the like one week or whatever it is that Disney Plus is giving. Um... So yeah, three free months starting April 6th. Um, there's no secret codes or anything that you have to enter. You just go to you know quibi.com, you sign up with an email address, and then on April 6th, you download the app and you start watching. So that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. That's a little bit of good news. So let's uh, let's dive into some of the ep- or some of the shows um, specifically that I'm looking forward to on this. Um, so first of all, the movies in chapters. Uh, we have Most Dangerous Game with Liam Hemsworth. It looks like one of those uh, hunter survival kind of uh, cannonball run type shows where Liam Hemsworth, from what I've gathered, is basically offered a, a situation where um, if he can survive for 24 hours, he'll be, he'll be paid out like a million dollars an hour for every hour that he survives. I don't know if the payment would still go to his family if he doesn't make it to the end. Like, if he gets killed after 18 hours, does his beneficiary get the $18 million Or do they just laugh and walk away? I don't know. It looks uh, it looks good, though. Liam Hemsworth is, I think, the second best Hemsworth, right? You got Thor, and then you got Liam, and then you got the guy from Westworld. Is that the three of them? I think so. I can't think of anybody's name except for Liam right now. What's Thor's name? Not Donald. <laughs> I know it's not Donald. Anyways, getting on from that. Uh, Sophie Turner is in a show called Survive. Sophie Turner is from Game of Thrones. Uh, she was the most annoying of the sisters. She was the one married to King Joffrey. Anyways, Sophie Turner's in this movie, Survive, and it looks like it's a uh, plane crashes in the Arctic, and you know there's a couple survivors from this plane crash, and guess what? They have to do whatever it takes to survive. Yeah, you guessed it. So anyways, that looks pretty good. Um, The Grey with Liam Neeson is kind of what Survive reminds me of, and I love The Grey. So anyways, I'm looking forward to Survive. Um, Then we got The Fugitive with Kiefer Sutherland. He plays the cop hunting down The Fugitive, which is a, I believe it's it's not like going to be a shot-for-shot remake, obviously, of the uh, Harrison Ford movie, but but uh, a reimagining, shall we say? So 
Anyways, that looks good. Kiefer Sutherland from uh, 24. Um, oh, here's a comedy that I'm really looking forward to. It's called Flipped with Will Forte and Caitlin Olson. So Caitlin is D from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And Will Forte was most recently in uh, Last Man on Earth. And that was, a, was an awesome show. That was cancelled before it should have been. But uh, anyways, the premise of that show is I think basically they are like a married couple and they want to be like, you know, HGTV's next hot flipping couple or whatever. So they buy this old like rundown house and they want to flip it. And then I, I believe they find that the walls are filled with like either drugs or like a buttload of drug money. And the Mexican cartel gets involved and shenanigans ensues from there. And next thing you know, they're flipping houses for the Mexican cartel as some sort of a, a laundromat for money. I don't know. It looks good. I trust Will Forte and Caitlin said It's going to be an interesting project, but that's one that's definitely on my radar. <clears throat> All right. So then we move into the category of unscripted slash documentary series. Um, and this is stuff we've got, uh, like, uh, Chrissy Teigen has a show called Chrissy's Court, which looks like a take on, like, a Judge Judy kind of show. Uh, we have Elba v. Block, which is Idris Elba, and I, I'm sorry, I don't know, I'm not familiar with this car junkie head, but, uh, yeah, it's basically a, a, uh, a car show with, uh, you know, impressive cars and cool stunt driving and stuff like that. I have season tickets to Idris Elba. I hope he gets over the coronavirus, but uh, I'll be watching that just because I like him so much. Um, then we've got uh, a show called Fierce Queens, which sounds like a, like a drag queen show, but it's not. It's actually a nature documentary uh, narrated by Reese Witherspoon. Um, I guess imagine it's kind of like uh, those Planet Earth shows. But these ones will specifically be featuring some of the the most gangster mamas in the animal kingdom, right? Like the uh, ant queen and and stuff like that, right? So I imagine each episode will will focus on one particular female animal and uh, and go from there, right? So um, another uh, house flipping show. This one is actually a uh, unscripted reality show, but it's called Murder House Flip. And it's it basically exactly what it sounds like. These guys are flipping houses, but the houses they're flipping were, uh, I guess, crime scenes from murders, right? So, you know, I, I can't imagine how graphic they're going to be if they're going to be, uh, you know, ripping out floorboards that are all soaked in blood or what. But, yeah, it's an interesting take on the house flip genre. Um, the last one that I've, I see listed here that I'm really interested in it's called Barkitecture. Yeah, Barkitecture. And uh, basically, this is going to be uh, highlighting some of the the coolest dog houses that uh, have been built for people's pooches. So, I don't know. That looks like just some fun, lighthearted, you know, nothing heavy. Just start my day off right with something silly and cute and I can watch it with my kid and, and whatever. So... Uh, Barkitecture is definitely one that I'll be watching every morning or every every episode of, whatever the frequency might be on that. Um, and then we get into the Daily Essentials. So the Daily Essentials are basically like news programs. Um, so they've got like a 60 Minutes in 6, 
by CBS News. They have world news stuff. They have morning reports. They have evening reports. You know, TSN is going to do a daily sports show. Uh, ESPN has like a replay, you know, covering last night's events or whatever the case may be. I don't really know what they're going to cover for the next period of time. No sports, but uh, maybe esports. I don't know. But uh, they got TMZ stuff and, and everything like that. So they've got something for everyone. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting little program. Um, it's a very unique idea. And I think people have to really get creative like this. And if they want to break into this uh, <clears throat> already overrated, oversaturated market of, uh, of content streaming. And I think this is... Uh, the first of a few different iterations that we're going to see. I think we are going to see some copycats. I do think this is going to be wildly successful. Even though today, if I ask anybody that I know uh, what their thoughts are on Quibi, basically none of them will have any clue what I'm talking about. I do suspect that in the next week here leading up to the release, uh, that is going to change. But in the meantime, that's... Uh, yeah, that's what we have to look forward to. Uh, and that is the rundown on Quibi. Now, there's just two last things that I wanted to touch on before I let you go here. Um, you know I love my reality TV. And I was, I guess, shocked but also not surprised that uh, Big Brother Canada, their season has come to an end in light of the COVID-19 situation. Um... I, you know, like it makes sense that, uh, you know, they wouldn't want, it's a complicated operation, right? And I think at, at first glance, you think, well, all these people are all quarantined in a house together. That's the safest place for these contestants to be. Like why, why stop production, right? And all the cameras, they're all like robot operated and everything like that. And like, that is true, but here's the thing. All those set pieces for all the competitions, those all have to, I imagine they're already built, right? But they have to be brought into the house or brought into the backyard or whatever, right? And that is something that, you know, the team of staff, the outside staff would all have to be involved in. Um, and there's just no way around it, right? And I think you run the risk of even one of those staff members having it right and then you get the virus on some of that anything in the house and then if one person gets one person inside the house gets the coronavirus well now you've got a huge pr nightmare right so i do think it's wise that they they did ultimately decide to shut her down i don't know how they proceed next year are they going to just bring cuz we we were at i think like 12 or 13 contestants left so i don't know if they're gonna bring them back for next season and say let's just do a full do-over and keep the cast the same but then do you eliminate the people that have already been voted off like why should they get a second chance right they were already voted off so it's complicated maybe you offer you know to anybody that hadn't been eliminated you extend the offer for next year and you say hey if you want to come back you've got a spot waiting for you kind of thing, right? 
And then of the 12 or 13 people, maybe only five or six even say yes. Like it is a big commitment. As much as it's an exciting opportunity, it is a big commitment because we're talking about people with careers and families and relationships, right? So to sign up to be away for another three months from your work after you already were just away for three months, like that's a tough sell to your employer, right? So we'll see. Maybe nobody returns. I can't imagine nobody returns, but I do imagine that everybody will get some sort of an offer. But yeah, an interesting, delicate situation that's playing out. So next, uh, next Wednesday coming up will be the season finale of sorts, I guess. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a, a two-hour thing or if they're just going to to do like a normal one-hour episode and then pull everybody out of the house.